0: Welcome to the Motorhome
1: Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt.
2: Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I, as usual, am Keith Gooden, and he, as usual, is Motorhome Matt Sims.
0: Here I am, nothing unusual here.
2: Okay, let's dive straight in, shall we, with this podcast, Matt, and talk about big news. You're going to be back at the show in February. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, we're all booked, we're signed up. The Motorhome and Caravan Show uh, is back. It's called the Caravan Camping and Motorhome Show, just to be different. And you can buy tickets already. They're on sale at ccmshow.co.uk. I think they're £12. And kids under 15 are free. There's going to be loads to see, lots of new products. A lot. It's a smaller show than the October one. It's only five halls at the NEC, and it tends to be less European manufacturers. Some of them are there, uh, but not so many. Uh, more accessories, perhaps. A bit of marine as well, which is always good fun. And lots of canvas, lots of tents. It's a sold-out show in terms of exhibitors. There's hardly any floor space left. I don't think there's any left. Uh, so it's going to be a busy show. And last time, of course, in February, it completely sold out with visitors as well. Well, before the show. So, whether this one will sell out, we'll see, but I, I expect it to be very busy.
2: And how do people get tickets? You go to ccmshow.co.uk. It's as easy as that. ccmshow.co.uk. It is a smaller show than the big one we've uh, just had at the NEC, uh, but this is for February, all right? So, get your tickets, and Motorhome Map Podcast is going to be there with all we your are filming and uniforms <laughs> and so exciting. We'll have you in your orange shirts. Yeah, me in your orange your Special
0: shirts. Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to stand there. Uh, as you go up the stairs, there's the Expert Theatre, Campervan Expert Advice Centre. We're just above there on the left-hand side. Can't miss us. We'll be bright orange.
2: Motorhome, map podcast brought to you with that leisureshop.com. You have got a big Black Friday event coming up, haven't we you?
0: We have. We have indeed. Kicks off today, as, as this podcast is released. We have got some massive deals on audiovisual equipment, particularly Avtex TVs, uh, their Wi-Fi unit we talk about that in a bit more detail in a mo. E-bikes, e-scooters, they're all in the Black Friday sale. And also outdoor living, so some of our canvas so our outdoor uh, shelters, event shelters, gazebos, they're all in the sale. So, yeah, go and check that out. It's only valid for the week of Black Friday.
2: Get online, or people can drop in, can't they?
0: Drop in, yeah, come and see us in North Somerset, that'd be lovely. That'd be great. Come and get a free cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. Or online, thatlettershop.com. Do it right now main body of the podcast today
0: it's not your body is it
2: it would be a big podcast wouldn't it if Um, that was the case um, it's all about wi-fi today
0: we're all about the
2: wireless yeah steve's been on ask matt hi matt i've got a question i've just ordered a brand new motorhome and i want to know how i get wi-fi what's the best way of doing it because the dealers that we're going to buy from want us to spend about 600 quid and i'm not sure if that's the best thing to do (laughs) So that was Steve, who pressed the button on Ask Matt, and Mike Plows, he's not in a rut, also asked by sending it to the question to us, what's the best Wi-Fi for a motorhome?
0: I reckon it's been the number one question at the NEC show, meeting with people.
2: Can't Um, you just use your phone in a hotspot? Yeah, you can, of
0: course you could. Yeah, that's that's a way to do it, certainly. But how reliable is that going to be? The aerial in your iPhone is tiny yeah you know, it's in the palm of your hand and there are better products out there that you can put on the roof of your van or caravan uh, and they have capability of picking up a much stronger signal uh, because they're a much bigger antenna And that enables you to pick up a signal from much further away that might be weaker that your iPhone may not be able to pick up. Also, remember, an iPhone is constantly updating apps. It's it's backing up your WhatsApp in the background. I noticed mine backing up my WhatsApp chat. The other is massive. It was using a huge amount of data just to do that. And if you're trying to stream something on Netflix at the same time, it's probably going to crash out. So a, a dedicated motorhome Wi-Fi unit, I think, is definitely the way forward.
2: And we should say, uh, Matt does refer to iPhones. He means mobile phones. And of course, <laughs> there's the Android operating system as well, which incidentally is bigger in the whole rest of the world apart from the United States and Great Britain. Did is you know it? that? Yes, it is. Very wow. much so. Much bigger. So I'm more you of a go. fruit man. So, so it's, not just, Love I, Apple. it's not just Apple. It's your Android stuff as well. Okay. So don't think that you're out of the discussion. Have you actually got a mobile phone? I do. I have an iPhone.
0: Anyway, but modern phones, yeah, you could... Tether your phone, or you could use one of these. Look, this one I prepared earlier. If you're watching on YouTube,
2: (laughs) did you (laughs) have that down? No, you couldn't. (laughs) No, it wasn't down my trousers.
0: It was under the desk. (laughs) So this is a white. It's a white disc. It says Avtex on it, and this is a Wi-Fi aerial. It's what it looks like. So our good friend Steve is asking about a Wi-Fi aerial for the roof of his motorhome and they're wanting, what's it, six, seven hundred pounds to fit it? These are typically retail 350 quid. This is the Avtex unit. It's an AMR 985. So this is the kit, comes with a whole load of cables as well, of course. So this goes on the roof of the van and this little box goes inside. They are actually pretty straightforward to install. It does involve drilling a hole in the roof of your pride and joy. That's the catch. It's a 25mm hole. You could do it yourself. I don't know many people that would go and buy a £80,000 motorhome or a £30,000 caravan and first thing they do when they get it home is get the Makita out and drill a hole in the roof. It does self-seal on the roof. I'd recommend putting some sealant in the hole as well if you were doing it. But an engineer, a mobile engineer or a A caravan motorhome workshop would be able to fit one of these really easily uh, and they'd be very used to doing it and we
2: must say actually the hole that you've got to put in your motorhome isn't the big the 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 circumference it's just the little bit for the for the the 25 mil yeah
0: yeah yeah dead easy and then that just wires down into this black box that goes inside and there's a mounting bracket for this and that gives you wi-fi on a sim card now this particular unit comes with a sim preloaded with data. It's twenty four ninety nine a month. The great thing with Avtex is you can downscale that. So say for six months of the year you're not going to use it, you can just reduce the sim down to three pound fifty, and it will put it on hold. So you don't turn it off; it just puts it on.
2: And I remember we've got a podcast with the Avtex guys on it. So the way it works is twenty four ninety nine a month, isn't it? But as soon as you use it, you pay your twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, that's right. But when you Downscale it to three pound fifty. That assumes you're not going to use it at all. Correct. So you know you're sticking the motorhome away for say for four months in the depths of winter and you don't use it. It's going to cost you three pound fifty. As soon as you use it, you've got to pay twenty four ninety nine, whether you use it for a day or a month.
0: Correct. Yeah. And to to down tune it as it were, you just call them, and and say you know can I can I turn it down to three pound fifty. Now, this is what's called a Cat 4 unit. So this is uh, sort of an entry-level product. It's the most accessible and one of the cheapest ones in the market and probably one of the most popular, I have to say. Cat 4 means it will try and grab hold of one cell at a time. Uh, A Cat 22 unit is able to grab hold of seven cells. So if you're in the Cairngorms or somewhere remote, there's only going to be one cell to grab hold of. This is going to be perfect Uh, but if you're in the middle of Birmingham or Bristol or Manchester where there's lots and lots of people trying to use the internet you want to be able to get hold of more than one cell because that cell could get very very busy and that's actually the world wide web's challenge is the number of people demanding of it so having the ability to grab hold of more cells would be useful and there are units out there that are cat 22 there are some stages in the middle but cat 22 is the highest the phones we talked about earlier my iphone is an iphone 13 that's cat 22 and that can grab hold of seven cells at any one time
2: okay then so that's avtex and by the way we do have a podcast uh, where avtex talk in depth about their product we've got a bit of a competition as well uh, for avtex product uh, but do you want to mention that now or should we wait until a bit later
0: let's keep it for a minute okay we should mention that the avtex units for sale in the shop and is on the black friday offer is it? It is.
2: Black Friday offer.
0: We have a big Black Friday offer on the Avtex Aerial.
2: We don't want to give the secrets of the deal away, really, yet, do we? Because uh, it could be so fantastic that it will people be. won't
0: believe you. It, it will be it will be a deal that will be worth going for, I tell you, If you're if you're in the market for a motorhome Caravan Wi-Fi unit, you definitely need to go and check it out.
2: So where can I buy one of these Cat twenty-two Wi-Fi capturer things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: said like a true dad. So Motorhome Wi-Fi are a company that supply them, they're specialists in them. And I actually caught up with Adam at the recent NEC show and unpacked a bit more about how it all works.
1: There's a lot of important factors that people need to consider when they're, they're getting an internet connection. The first thing, uh, the obvious thing, is to get a strong signal. So you do that by having an aerial fitted ideally to roof of your van. So the aerial goes in a roof of your van and that can be up to five times more efficient than what your mobile phone is able to do. So if you've got a weak signal on your mobile phone, that's actually a good thing because it can be amplified with an aerial. So that, that's the, the first factor. The second factor is having a router inside of your vehicle to be able to connect that aerial into. So unfortunately, mobile phones don't tend to have aerial sockets. They don't tend to have um, headphone jacks anymore. So the only way to actually improve that connection is through a router. And there's a, various different routers and it's quite confusing for customers to try and work out which is the best one for them. The rule of thumb for me is to say to the customer, have a look at your mobile phone, have a look at the specifications of it, have a look at the category of your mobile phone. If you want your router in your vehicle to perform equally well as what your mobile phone does, then you will need to have a router of an equivalent category to your mobile phone. The reason why category is important is... It now in 2022 it's not all about signal strength anymore it's also about the congestion on the mobile networks especially in busy places busy campsites so the higher the category of the router the more aggregation the router can do and what aggregation basically means is being able to combine the signal from multiple mass to give you the sum total of what's available. So hang on a minute. So how do I find out the category of my mobile phone? You can probably just Google it, look on the specification. So if you type in what category is an iPhone 14, for example, it will come up category 22, which is the, the highest category. Um, and that means, in theory, it can aggregate up to seven different connections. In practice, it probably won't be quite as many as that, but it means that the possibility is there in really busy areas to combine the sum total of all of the signals that are available and give you the best possible connection in the given location. So when you say seven connections, you mean seven cells, is that right? Seven cells, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it depends on the technology, you know, obviously in the remote area, the chance of you aggregating more than two connections is probably quite remote. Yeah. As cellular technology improves, carry aggregation is one of the um, tools the operators are using in conjunction with 5G to try and get better capacity to meet people's expectations, which are obviously getting higher every year with the amount of data they consume. Now your product
0: is a Category 22,
1: isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, we have a Category 22 product alongside a, a Category 6 and 7 product as well. Yeah. And you, you did have a Category 4 product. What's a Category 4? So Category 4, which we only have in our lower 4G-only range, only connects to a single cell on a mast and that will generally be the cell that gives the strongest signal or the cell that the operator will push you towards when it's trying to load, balance and manage its network. That won't necessarily be the cell that's giving you the fastest speed because your mobile phone or your router isn't allowed to use your data. So the only way it would know how fast the connection is, is if it ran a speed test and that's, that means it would be using up your data without your consent. So that's why carry aggregation is important because the router or the phone still doesn't know how fast the connection is it's connecting to, but it's just combining everything that's available and Provide you the sum total so you're just going to get the best possible connection in that location there's a lot to think about isn't there there is a lot to think about and that's the difficulty is you know as i say we've been doing this for 10 years at the very start it was like take an aerial there wasn't a lot of choice of routers off you go and that was fine and everyone got on well with that as technology's improved and as consumers choices improved as well when people are trying to you know weigh up the options on the different options available then we have to unfortunately educate them a bit more to be able to make that informed decision that's the great thing for us about the NECs. we're not really here to sell things we haven't got anything for anybody to take away we're just here to try and raise people's awareness of the products and allow them to make an informed decision of course if it's like to buy something we'll, we'll point them in the right direction you know we're, we're very pleased with the with the show and lots of people have been asking the right questions as you found in your, um, on your talks as well So that's true so what,
0: what does it cost then to fit wifi onto a motorhome roof and into the living area
1: yeah, so the fitting cost is generally starts about £100. So if you've got a standard coach-built motorhome or a standard caravan, the fitting's very, very straightforward. It's a 25mm hole to the roof. The antenna self-seals to the roof. It's got an IP69K seal, so that's a hot pressure washer, 30cm, uh, 30, 30 minutes. So it's a really good, high-quality seal. And the manufacturers that we supply to, such as Swift and Auto Trail, fit it as standard, then they can obviously offer a 10-year watering gas warranty alongside the aerial. If you've got a panel van conversion, then the uh, fitting cost can be a little bit higher because you've got to take into account the corrugated in the roof so we do some special adaption kits for that it's generally about 150 for the installation costs hardware costs if you want to go for the top product the, the category 22 product we've been talking about the cost of that product is 650 so that makes the installed price about 750 the basic products start at about 300 pounds Brilliant. And where can people find out more, Adam? Uh, If you check our website, motorhomewifi.com, you can see all of our products there. We've got a product configurator, so you can go through some of the options on the various antennas and routers that we sell. And we've got an option there to uh, request an installation quote if customers want to find out who their nearest dealer is.
2: So that was Adam from Motorhome Wi-Fi. You're giving away, courtesy of Avtex, a sound bar. We are. What in God's green earth is a sound bar? a bar that makes a sound. <laughs> you put it under your telly, didn't you?
0: You put it under your telly, yeah. You know what a sound bar is, surely.
2: I know. but A wonderful listener might so, not.
0: Avtex TVs are one of the market leaders, without doubt. And they are very thin, uh, very tiny frame, and that makes them very light. They are very strong, but it makes the sound quality that comes from them frankly a little lacklustre so to fix that they created this awesome little sound bar and it's a it's a rectangular box that fits onto the bottom of the television uh, and makes the sound fantastic
2: and what's good about this one is you can use it in your motorhome. it operates off 12 volts it's got bigger speakers in it but it's not big it goes below the television
0: uh, it's also worth noting that it's bluetooth uh, you can wire into it as well hdmi into it and you don't have to use it with an avtex telly i've got one at home in my lounge it's
2: brilliant how do people enter the competition oh go on then it's that dot forward slash win easy just go on there and see what you've got to do it's not much all, all
0: we want is your name and your email address and tick a box and away you go and we're going to pull the winner at random on the 17th of january why the 17th of january do
2: yes. you know what's special about the 17th of january 17th of january it's not black friday it's not nope. valentine's day christmas has been
0: blue monday it's called Blue Month, It's the most depressing day of the year, apparently. <laughs> and you're going to do the competition. So we're going to make someone's day. Just we're the make one person. Just one. <laughs> could, it could be you. Yeah, it could be. Someone yeah. is going to be ecstatic. Maybe their family will be as well. You know, they get home, hear the noise. What's that? It's Miss Sangbar. So we'll pour the winner on the 17th of Jan at random. So make sure you enter before then, uh, thatleisureshop.com forward slash win. And go with a chance of winning your own Avtech sandbar. There you go.
2: Okay, it's the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. This is... Motorhome Matt. Matt Sims himself. Let's get some questions and give some answers uh, from some of our listeners and viewers, shall we? Uh, Margaret has been on to ask Matt...
1: Uh, Hi Matt, I'm Margaret and I've got a question. You mentioned a ladder chassis in one of your last podcasts. Can you tell me what a ladder chassis is please?
2: So that is the wonderful Margaret. She was. Met her at the
0: show. Margaret has a great product, a great business called Dog Robes. We're going to get her on and talk talk to us a bit more about Dog Robes and taking a dog and pet away in your
2: motorhome and caravan and off to Europe. She wants to know now about a ladder chassis. I know. Sounds so. like something they do, do on Strictly Come Dancing. It's the ladder chassis.
0: I, I met Margaret at the show, and she asked me that at the show, and I said, Look, would you record it? Because you won't be the only person that noted I just said in passing, a ladder chassis, and didn't explain what it was. So she did very kindly record it for us. A ladder chassis is the van that the motorhome is built on. It's the cab So the steering wheel, the front wheels, and the back wheels. And it's the cab, and then there's like this flat thing with horizontal bars in that the motorhome goes on, and it looks like a ladder. That's it.
2: That's a ladder chassis. It's basically what gives the vehicle its strength and stability. It is,
0: yeah. 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 Some of them are reinforced by companies called Alco. They reinforce it, and we talked before about how they're delivered to the motorhome factories. Sometimes they're bolted together front and back, so you get like a (laughs) push-me-pull-you. they are funny to see and then they're extended and new axles are put on and so on but the ladder chassis basically is the chassis that the motorhomes built on it's how they're delivered to the to the converter
2: there you go margaret that's what a ladder chassis is trish has contacted us and she says why do water pumps make so much noise in caravans that's the thing on a rainy dark afternoon isn't it somebody switches on the water pump yeah
0: that's the noise i'm guessing i don't know what pump trisha's got in her caravan Um, it could be a sure flow could be a reich could be a whale pump but in my experience the submersible pumps that go down into the water they look like a little bullet they tend to go that kind of noise they tend to be quite quiet i'd say if one of those if you've got one of those and it's noisy it's got a fault the impeller inside is probably catching in something the sure flow ones tend to be in more expensive motorhomes they're much more substantial they're much bigger almost the size of a shoe box and they can be noisy and sometimes they're held on the ground with into the floor of the vehicle with four screws on rubber feet if they come loose they can start to rattle around and you get this noise other pumps sometimes there is an external pump and there might be a flow detector that when you turn the tap off, you get a noise that sounds similar, that goes like that. And in the middle of the night, if you leave the pump on, you get a noise, and it sounds like someone's knocking on the door to come in. You're on one of those special campsites. Um, It's not. It's your pump. And that's just the pressure detector, and it just needs setting up again to stop that noise. They are annoying, I have to say.
2: So what is that noise again? (laughs) You
0: just want someone to come knocking on your door. (laughs)
2: Dig-a-dig-a-dig-a-dig. There you go, Trish. Hope that's helped. Dig-a-dig-a-dig. Colin Coulthard, you covered courtesy on sites. Yeah. What about on the road, he says? And is there a website to find autogas in the UK? As Somebody uses motorways a lot, whether you're a motorhome or or a driver or anything, drive on the left. We drive on the left in this country. Yeah. Don't sit in the middle lane. No. And if you're on, say, the A38 down in Devon or Cornwall, and it's two lanes... Keep to the left.
0: Keep left. Always keep left. You can get points on your licence from middle lane hogging.
2: Mm, You can these days. The police will pull you over uh, around Bristol uh, if they catch you doing it. It's very easy. On the continent, you keep to the right. Here, you keep to the left. If you're going slower, you just... To take the left hand lane and people always say the fast lane it's not is it it's no, the overtaking, overtaking lane. lane
0: lanes one two and three
2: Let people overtake
0: it's a bad habit that middle lane hogging that's true so t- colin cheekily got two questions in there did you notice that
2: is there a website to find autogas in the uk yeah
0: there is there were several mylpg.eu is a great website what is it again MyLPG. Dot EU, right. And that gives you locations and prices of gas, auto gas, I presume is what Colin's looking for. Uh, of locations all across Europe, and in fact, I checked it this morning, and it was it was pretty much up to date. It asked me where I was, I allowed it to know my location, and it gave me all the places I know sell gas and their prices that seem to be correct as well. So that's a website that's worth looking at. But it's interesting to note that on auto gas, this is the gas that you fill a tank with. The days of people converting a petrol car to gas. They're kind of gone, aren't they? Mm.
2: Yeah, it's, it's unfashionable now. It didn't really get going. No, but
0: no, a lot no. of motorhomers and caravans have gas tanks on, and they need them. Yeah. To, we need them to refuel our gas tanks. Motor Fuels Group, MFG, announced that they're phasing out all of their LPG auto gas stations by 2024. Yeah. They're all going. That's quite a lot of fuel points. Flow Gas bought countrywide, but they are starting to remove sites from fuel stations. The facilities being converted for electric recharging
2: points. From Ann or Dan Onimus at the show. If I have winter tyres on my car, do I also need them on a caravan I'm towing?
0: No, you don't. That's a good question. Never been asked that before. That's a very logical question. Mm-hmm. The official line. Says, unlike your car, there is no legal requirement for your caravan to have winter tyres with the snowflake symbol on. So three PMS, as it is classed by most countries as a trailer, and because it has no driven wheels, it's legal to be used with summer tyres. So you can use it, but is it advisable? Well, there's no. Re- it's not driven tyres. But what's interesting is I saw a caravan that was electrically powered to work with an electric car. So some of the power is coming in from the caravan to drive you along. Would that caravan have to have winter tyres on it?
2: We'd better do some digging and find out. I it. bet it's
0: not been regulated for.
2: A friend of mine used to do a lot of towing on trailers, and he always used to say a lot of blowouts on motorways, high-speed roads, uh, just generally, are that, that people haven't checked the speed rating on their trailers yeah. and have exceeded, say, 60 miles an hour, and the thing is only rated up to 60 miles an hour. It's a bit worn, and they went to 70 miles an hour, which they shouldn't anyway, but we know people do, and the thing blew out.
0: Bang, yeah checking the tyre safety Uh, the tyre condition is so important even on even on your car you know as a advanced motorcyclist it's something we do you know if if you have a blur on a motorbike that's going to go wrong isn't it we just don't do it on a car you just get in and go don't you but no you should it's always sensible every so often once a month more often than that just you know check the tyre tread check the tyre walls and check the tyre pressures
2: Yeah, and those ratings on the side of the tyres, those little numbers and stuff, uh, if you're unsure of what they are, look them up on Tinternet. It's very easy to do, and it will tell you your maximum speeds and all the rest of it.
0: Yeah, and the age of the tyre. The tyre wall tells you that as well. We've talked about this before, haven't we? There's that little pill-shaped four numbers, Mm -hmm. 0818, and that would be August 2018. That's when the tyre was made. And
2: as we found out, you told me on this podcast, tyres do go stale.
0: They do. Yeah, a bit like a digestive biscuit. <laughs> 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 I reckon between that's five to seven years, you should change the tyre, age-wise. That's how you tell the age. Look for that number.
2: Yeah, and tyres are expensive, but you you know should do it because it's your safety here, isn't it? Yeah,
0: well, you have a blowout at the wrong speed and it's game over, isn't it?
2: It could well be. It could well be. And just uh, talking about towing as well, that overtaking lane we were talking about, You're not allowed towing a caravan into the overtaking lane on a motorway in the UK. um, And you're supposed to be restricted to 60. Are you listening to me? OK, then, Matt, we've covered a lot of ground on this one, haven't we, today? Uh, With your soundbar and the competition. Don't forget. ThatleisureShop.com forward slash win to win an Avtex soundbar. And thanks very much to Avtex for donating that to us. Black Friday.
0: Indeed. Boom, boom.
2: So how do people find out more about the podcast then, Matt?
0: Indeed, dead easily. Just head to our website, motorhomemat.co.uk and whilst you're there, if you click on the Ask Matt button, you can record a question and send it to us for play out on the podcast. Or if you'd rather not hear your voice, then you can enter the question and submit it via the form. Just go to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash Ask Matt. And there you can also find out where to listen to the podcast and where to watch it, which is YouTube, where you can search Motorhome Matt and you can enjoy watching the podcast and a whole load of other material too and don't forget if please if you're listening to us on apple podcasts or spotify please leave us a five star review it really helps the algorithm and keeps keith happy